With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here's what's cooking on today's sports stove local hour. A new year is underway and we're talking all things EKU sports with a special guest, Isaiah Cozart from EKU Men's Hoops will join us tonight as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. It's time to join the flavor revolution, and you can do it at RighteousFelon.com using the promo code STOVE15 at STOVE15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Welcome into an all-new 2024 edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. I'm Ben Stover, joined as I am each Monday by Ryan Jackson from EKU Football. How you doing, Ryan? Doing all right. New year, so I'm excited. New year. Uh, let's see. We haven't talked uh, since since before Christmas. We took a couple weeks off uh, of the program and everything like that. So how how was the holidays, Christmas and New Year, and all that good stuff? Uh, Christmas was great. I got to come home, see the fam. I got to surprise my dad with a gift because they love raving on and on about how we didn't get him all that much last year. So had to surprise him with a big grill. So uh, he ended up cranking that out towards the New Year's. And uh, it, it was honestly really fun. It was good. Got to pl- sit down, play some cards, see some family I haven't seen in a while. That's always a great time. And, uh, you know, I know it's it's neat for you, I'm sure, I think back to that time in my life, uh, your age and uh, nearing the end of the college and all that good stuff and adulthood. I mean, you're already an adult, but uh, but real adulthood is right around the corner uh, where you've got to get up and go to work every day and all that good stuff. But uh, I, I, I'm curious, do you feel like you're the older that you get? Do you do you begin to uh, I miss is not the right word. Cherish, I guess, the the family time a little bit more than than maybe a decade ago. Uh, definitely. Ever since uh, I started coming to college in 2020, it's been less and less times I get to come home. But I also have nothing to just run home to. I I love seeing my family and all that. But I have a life in Richmond too now. Now that it's kind of hard balancing both, but I do cherish all the family time. Uh, I miss all the times where we go out see all the christmas lights and yeah we still get to do it but it used to be more often so yeah. i definitely i definitely do miss all those times yeah i you know it's funny um and and where you're from that's where we used to go look at christmas lights and we well different places around nashville and different different things and um there was always like now that you've said that i hadn't thought about that but now that you said that i'm like oh man yeah i, I miss those days uh, <laughs> as well and of course now i've got my own uh, family, kids, all that kind of stuff too. So that that jumps in, but uh, but Christmas is always a good time. It's one of our favorite holidays and uh, a chance to hang out. Uh, and then New Year's too. I mean, we we had uh, went over to some friends' house for New Year's and played games all night and um, and uh, had a good time. Actually, uh, let's see. I think we got home around two thirty this morning from the friends' house and uh, uh, hadn't done that in a while. Needless <laughs> to say, uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time with it. And uh, enjoyed spending time with family and 
really these last two weeks gave me a lot of chance to prepare for the new year, uh, for what's going on with the uh, podcast, as well as other things in life too. But I actually had more time, especially over the last week, to just spend some time working on things because of being off of work for 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 Christmas and things like that as well. So it's been a relaxing time at the very least in the Stover household and uh, and it's been a lot of fun and it also gave me a chance to look back a little bit at 2023 and I'm a big fan of the new year I always love the new year to me there's that uh there's a revitalization of of uh all kinds of things that just come in and it's kind of like okay now we're refocused okay we're going to get things started off right all that good stuff um, I exercised today for the first time in a long time and uh, those kinds of things. And I know it's the first of the year. Everybody does it the first of the year, but right. uh, trying just to be a better, better person, a better me in, in the new year, things like that. But I started looking back at the podcast and looking at what we've been able to accomplish. Um, the sports stove, I've got three shows. So we've got the fantasy baseball show, which is starting back up on the 14th. Um, I've got the original Sports Stove podcast, which is on Wednesday nights with my dad. And we've got the local hour here where we're covering the EKU stuff. And so this year in 2023, we were able to surpass 11,000 downloads uh, on the year, which we're really excited about. That's growth and, and going forward uh, is a wonderful thing. In the month of December alone, um, we had almost 800 um, audio downloads. And I did not look at the 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 YouTube downloads on that one um, uh, for just the month, but uh, it's it was been a really good month here to close out the year. Um, our highest downloaded um, YouTube video for the local hour was the one titled Ryan Jackson's debut. Uh, it was your first show with us as co-host on the Sports Stove, um, the highest YouTube viewed uh, local hour episode that we had. Uh, let's see here. The highest audio podcast episode uh, for the year was back in April. Uh, we had outfielder DJ Sullivan and pitcher Chase the Ace Alderman uh, on on the show. And then um, since you've been on the program, our highest audio uh, download was Jeremy Edwards episode when Jeremy came on the cool. show and and uh, and talked. And then that's through. So I, the way that I do it, we've got YouTube, we've got the uh, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. And then I also put all our episodes in um, another podcast um, playlist, I guess, called Belly Up and Friends. Belly Up is a, the, the network that we're a part of. And, uh, and so our episodes stream on there also. And the highest download from Belly Up and Friends was our interviews with Aliche and Michael Moreno just a couple of weeks ago. Um, for the year as well. So we've, we've had a really good year. Um, and, you know, Ryan, you've been a big part of that. And I've really appreciated your help with it because I go back and listen. I don't listen to every episode, uh, but I go back and listen to several just to kind of self self critique my uh, <laughs> how I'm doing and things like that. And, uh, and it's just so fun to listen to the insight that you're able to give, especially in the football program, but even in the university as a whole. And having that that uh, here for our show is something relatively unique, um, and, uh, and so it's been a blast having you around and getting that insight and hearing your stories and all that kind of stuff has been fun. And I know the listeners have really enjoyed uh, having you around as well because it's uh, it's added something to the program for sure. So I want to know uh, your thoughts on when you started back in the summer doing the show. Uh, to the end of the year, was it what you expected? Um, and and has it been, uh, how has it been different than I guess what maybe you thought it would be? Um, yeah, this is definitely, uh, this is definitely a little bit more than I was expecting to do. Uh, but I, I appreciate everything that I've gotten the chance to. I, I definitely thought this was just going to be more of a, like a learning how to do the the podcast thing or the, cause it's something I want to do in my future careers. But uh, the more and more I got comfortable on camera, the more and more I got comfortable asking questions, the more and more confident I felt talking. And I've always been a talker. I've always had stories. And I, I, I think I just got more and more comfortable doing this. And this has made leaps and bounds to what could be in my career. Cause I, I love doing this. This has honestly been so much fun and, especially getting to talk about a place that I love, a place I made my home four years ago and it's still my home now, Eastern. And 
I, I, I love the chance to represent the university and I love the chance to represent myself and our community and show it off in a positive light. So this this has all been a blessing for me. And this is, I, I, I love to keep doing it. I love that uh, you've given me this chance and you've given me this platform to talk on. So I do appreciate you. Man, I tell you, it's, uh, I was so excited uh, when, when you first reached out and uh, the idea of, hey, you know, start with the summer and figure out, you know, just learn some things or whatever. And and we talked and 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 it turned into this. And uh, I tell you, it's made the show better. Um, and it's actually kind of changed the way I, I do all my shows to a degree, actually. Um, now, just with uh, making sure I always have somebody else on with me, because um, I know listening to one guy talk for an hour is never that fun. <laughs> so having multiple voices. Uh, and then again, the insight is, is phenomenal and fun, fun as well. And so I'm glad it's, I'm glad you've had fun with it. I'm glad it isn't something that's a, a drag, <laughs> anything like that. Um, let's talk about now as the page turns to 2024, it's still the same school year. So you're still in the same school year, finishing up everything for the, you know, you're getting into second semester and all that kind of stuff. What does it look like for the football players, uh, returning back, back in January? Uh, we got a big meeting on the 14th where we'll get to see uh, the team and who all uh, shows up. But uh, other than that, we'll start workouts later on that week, and uh, we'll just keep it moving from there. We'll, uh, we'll get started back uh, to ground zero for us, and uh, you start building your relationships around this time and trying to get to know each other better, trying to figure out what, what we can improve on for the upcoming season. And, you know, it's funny, I, I've been watching um, as carefully as I can with the transfer portal. Um, nothing too earth shattering, nothing too surprising. Um, but uh, I saw your buddy, Nick. Uh, he ended up moving on. He ends up signing with, it's um, uh, a D2 school. I was trying Lenore to pull it. Um, there it is. Lenore Ryan. Yeah, that's what you just said. Uh, and, uh, you know, you hate to see guys like that go, guys that have been been around, um, friends of yours, I know. Um, but obviously, you go and you watch uh, the bowl game the other day with Iowa State, and you see Jaden Higgins just go off. Uh, nine catches, 214 yards, and a touchdown. Um, that's, that's just the bowl game, by the way. <laughs> His whole season, he had six touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards. 53 catches. So you see those guys, you know, obviously you wish the best for them as they move on um, and things like that. But when you look at guys like Nick um, stepping away, uh, friends of yours that, that you've been around, um, that meeting on the 14th, obviously you're aware of who's who's around and things like that for the most part. But um, what's it like walking in for the first time to the entire team being together and they're not being guys that you're used to seeing around? Uh, it's it's kind of like a big family reunion. Like, a, it seems like we should go out and have a cookout after. Uh, but it, it's cool seeing new new faces, new uh, new people, and then you see some of your same old friends that you're like, "Whoa, you're still like, no, I'm messing with you. You don't <laughs> you don't really do that unless you're petty like me." But uh, it, it's good to to it, you feel an energy, yeah. and uh, we have a good culture on our team. We have a good standard on our team to where that energy resonates throughout the whole place. And uh, it's a good comforting environment and it, it just makes people want to come back and it makes people want to go to Richmond. And for all the people that left, uh, it, it's it's awesome to see when they do great things. Cause you're like, yes, they went through the same issues we did. They went through the same pain we had to go through and they, they extended it onto the next level. Like I'm happy Nick didn't go to Gardner Webb so I can still cheer for him yeah. at least. But, uh, it, I, I would say it's a it's a better energy when when everybody comes back. Yeah, um, of course Josiah continues to get recognition. He's been named to pretty much every All American team you can get named to. Um, and next up for him really is that opportunity to go show what he's got with some other guys and uh, get this bowl opportunity and and show off for the scouts and all that kind of stuff as well. How much do you try to keep in contact with those kind of guys that are? on the progress of making their next next step? Oh, I, I try and keep close tabs on all of them because obviously that's that's a goal for me too. So yeah. I want to see how, how they climb the ropes and how they get there. But uh, especially for a guy like Josiah, like I said, when he was on the podcast, 
the sky's the limit for him. He can only get better from here, from where he starts, because he just started playing O-line not too long ago. So he only gets better from here. But guys like TK, Matt, Willie, I still see them or try and get in contact with them every now and then. Yeah. They might be a little too Hollywood for me now, but I, I still try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the high school guys signed officially, finally. Um, you know, some interesting names and, uh, you know, local, a lot of local kids, uh, Carpenter, the quarterback from Douglas Hensley, the running back from LCA Schlarman, uh, from Lexington Catholic. So there's a lot, a lot of local kids coming up. A few guys from out of town as well. Uh, the name that's caught a lot of attention in the, um, social media world, I guess, is Quade Luganville with his dad being, uh, ESPN working at ESPN and doing college football stuff and everything. He's a long snapper. Um, four-star long snapper, by the way, uh, coming in. I've listened to a lot of stuff with his dad talking about it um, over the last couple of weeks and stuff too. And uh, his dad played at EKU as well. There's a couple of guys whose dads um, were at EKU. So I think one of them, uh, is it, uh, maybe the Eberhardt kid, I don't remember. One of them whose dad, I think, played basketball and not football, but was at EKU also. Um, so those guys will be in. Do you know how many of those those guys are coming in this semester or summer or anything like that? I unfortunately don't know. Yeah. So if you walk in in the in the meeting on the 14th, you see some kid that looks like he's 12. You you'll figure yeah. that's probably the high school kid. Must be a yeah. freshman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fun to see how things shake out. Uh, we'll be paying attention throughout the spring and the summer, of course, as well, and uh, and be interested to see as the really the depth chart is gonna get it's gonna get shook up a little bit. Um, you know, I've Kept, I'm keeping a tally of all the guys that are still there and and kind of the depth that, that's there, and there's there's a lot of a lot of positions open right now for competition. I'm sure Coach would say every position's open for competition, sure. but um, and maybe more so this year than ever with Parker finally being gone. Uh, literally every position is a little bit more open. Uh, but that being said, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, at this point, I think only one transfer portal signee has been announced. Um, I know there's going to be more than that. They get done. Uh, but so far, as far as adding guys for the portal, I believe it's only one that's been announced and, uh, they're still, they're still after guys. And I know they're after some, um, some guys with some experience and things like that. So we'll see how it all, how it all goes and, uh, excited to see how that, how that shakes down. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some EKU women's basketball and the success they've had so far. And a little bit later in the program, EKU men's basketball player Isaiah Cozart is going to join the program as well. Uh, but first, let's take a quick break and hear a word about Righteous Felon Jerky. Say hello to America's most wanted craft beef jerky. Over 15 flavors with all kinds of character. The number one jerky gift box and all-natural black Angus quality made right here in the U.S. of A. Taste the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's RighteousFelon.com. Promo code STOVE15 at checkout. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Again, you can go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. You get 15% off your purchase. Let's talk a little women's hoops right now. Uh, I originally hoped to get one of the girls on the program tonight. It is their off day today, um, and so we're not able to work that out. But, man, these girls are still rolling and uh, and rolling very, very smoothly. Uh, as a matter of fact, so they have another win. They're eleven and three on the year, six and zero at home. Their two losses uh, came to the number four team in the nation, Utah and uh, Tennessee, and uh, Chattanooga. They lost to Chattanooga as well, um, so they're four and three. I guess the one technically is not the road; it was a neutral site, so that's why it gets put as that. But anyways, uh, two game win streak right now. They won at Semo on the 19th, and they beat Samford on the 29th. Next up, though, is conference play. Um, how much does the mindset change at conference play? Because obviously, you're going into every game. You're ready to compete. You're, you're prepared for it all. But what is the what, what changes when you get to conference play? Uh, conference play is definitely a lot more intense because you feel like the games matter a whole lot more. And uh, – it's kind of like having a mini rivalries with each team because, you know, 
a win right here could set us up in the future for other things. And I know in football, it, since we only play them once, I don't know how it is in basketball. It, it's very intense, and those are must-win games and very important games. These girls, well, here, first of all, um, <laughs> they've been rolling all year, but they've recently added two more girls um, to getting time. Uh, and one of those is one we've talked about with a few people that have been on the show, Nakia Thompson. She's playing now. She was injured, and so she had not been on the court. She's been playing over the last uh, four or five games now. And then Caitlin Costner, who is an Ohio State transfer, and uh, she was going to have eligibility issues, and that's really the reason why she's at EKU. Is EKU offered her in spite of that, and the other schools that were chasing her, who, by the way, are some of the top teams, especially in, in the ASUN conference, um, they, were, they were very interested in her, but they weren't willing to offer her because of the eligibility issues. So Coach Todd says, hey, we'll take you. And Caitlin Costner comes on campus. She gets the approval to play, and now she's been playing for the last four or five games as well. And so that just adds that much more firepower. Um, Antoinette Walker got her 1,000th point in her college career. Um, recently as well. And uh, like I said, they get into conference play this week. They're going to have three road games to start the conference, um, which is an interesting interesting aspect to the schedule um, as well. Uh, but they'll get tested very early on here in the conference. They go to Lipscomb, then Austin P, and then Bellarmine uh, for their first three conference games. Um, two of those are this week, Thursday and Saturday. Uh, at Lipscomb, and then at Austin P. Their first home game in the conference will be Thursday, January the 18th, and they'll follow that up January the 20th on a Saturday against North Alabama, which I believe the guys are home on that Saturday also. I think that's a doubleheader um, there at home, but I could be wrong um, on that. But these girls are doing amazing things. Uh, they're out there playing incredibly well. And, you know, you were here when Coach uh, Wells came in, and you got to see him take over the program and begin to implement things within the program. Coach Todd now is in his third season, third, I think it's third season at EKU. And what he's been able to do in that short amount of time, because he came in in like, was it June or July, I think? Um, and so like there, he had no time to get ready for that first one, recruit, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you're talking about only two full years in the program to have him running at 11 and three, they competed with Tennessee. I mean, they lost by nine. They were right there with Tennessee. Um, and it's – I'm interested. What do you think it's like for Coach Todd being in that transition phase to now starting to be solidified in what he's doing? It's probably easy when you have a player like Antoinette on your team <laughs> for starters. But from all I've heard about Coach Todd, he, he does a good job of building relations. And building relationships with players is big and key, especially when you build relationships with players that will be building blocks for your program going forward. So when he came in, I, obviously he made relationships with girls like Aliche, Fox, and even some of the girls on last year's team. And that, that has helped him continue to have a hold on the culture of a team. And if you can, if you can get a good standard and a good culture going throughout a team, you're, the sky's the limit, especially if you can get more talent and more people bought into a program. So he obviously has a great motive and a great way to get people to buy in to his program. I agree 100%. Uh, Antoinette leads the team in scoring. She's only played 10 of the 14 games, and she has 44 more points than the next person on the team. She's averaging just over 20 points a game. Ivy Turner, who we've talked about on this program as well, she's uh, next in scoring at 11, uh, just over 11 points a game. Aliche there at 10. And Bree, who's coming back from injury and has played really solid basketball this year, is fourth on the team, just over almost nine points a game. Rebounding, though, it's Sierra McAuliffe, and we've had her on the show. We've talked with her before. Uh, she is too shy of 100 on the season. She's averaging just under nine rebounds a game, 8.9 rebounds a game right now. And then Antoinette's right there, too. She's at 6.3. And then Jasmine McGinnis-Taylor is next uh, down there at 4.6 um, as well. And I think we've talked about it. Anytime we've had a guest on from the girls' team, we've talked about just the toughness that's there this year um, and having the size to go with the mentality. In the past, they haven't had the size to go with the mindset. They had the mindset, not the size. Now they got the size to go with it. And, boy, has it uh, paid dividends 
uh, for this team as well. Uh, Three-point shooting. Uh, let's see here. Antoinette, <laughs> she's, she's 19 of 51. That's 37% from the field. Um, now, Caitlin Costner leads the team at 50%, but she's two of four. Um, so she's just getting started. Uh, but Antoinette leading the team in three-point shooting, which is just not something she did in the past. She was a mid-range shooter. She's stepping back a little bit this year. Ivy Turner there at almost 36% um, as well. So the shooting is really solid as a team. They're shooting uh, 32% from the three-point line, um, which isn't horrible. You'd like to you'd like to be in that 34 range probably, but um, but right there is where they need to be. And we'll talk with Coz about this in a minute. But the guys' team, that's where they've they've really hurt is they haven't been hitting those three-point shots. They've been shooting low percentage. There and the free throw line as well. So um, those are the kind of things that they've got to get better with. The girls are doing it. And uh, so I want to continue to encourage people to come out, cheer on the girls, and uh, make sure you, you let them know that you want to be there, that you are there. And 11-3 uh, and three to start this season with tournament, or not tournament, but conference play starting this week. Make sure you come out and support those ladies uh, and the Colonels. All right, we're going to take another commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk EKU men's hoops with the one and only Isaiah Cozart. First, a word from All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a veteran-owned company servicing Madison County and Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, sidings, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and so much more, all Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Go visit allaroundroofingky.com. That's allaroundroofingky.com for more information. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Remember, go to righteousfelon.com. Use that promo code STOVE15 at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Joining us and now on the program is EKU big man, the one and only Isaiah Cozart. Hey, Coz, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, man, thanks for being with us today. Fresh off of uh, quite the challenge at Purdue. Um, you know, I talked with Coach Hamilton at the beginning of the year, and I said, hey, man, you sure scheduled an easy non-conference schedule. Um, <laughs> not, not quite the case, though. Uh, how How's the experience uh, going not only – to a place like Purdue, but playing against a guy like Zach Eady, who's, who's, you know, pretty popular right now. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely unique for sure. Um, it was, I mean, you know, playing in their gym, you know, there's nothing like it. I mean, they have one of the best gyms, uh, in, you know, college basketball in the country right now. Um, I think, you know, especially the atmosphere at their place was, you know, it was, it was, it was crazy. There was, sold out, you know, night stuff. So obviously, you know, we all had to, <laughs> we all knew we had to come in and, and, and um, give it our all for sure. But it was, it, yeah, it was definitely fun. Have you ever played against a guy with as much accolades as Zach Eady had? Uh, not in recent memory. No, I can't really think of anybody that played uh, against that was, um, has many accolades or was as tall <laughs> as that dude. Now you, I mean, you held them thirteen points, seven boards, um, with your individual performance. Obviously, the 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 outcome wasn't what you guys had hoped for, but um, were you able to sit back and go, you know what, I I'm I'm kind of proud of the way that that I handled that. I mean, yeah, we, you know, the game plan was, you know, just to to keep from catching as many, you know, as many basketballs as possible. Um, you know, we knew that going in, it was definitely going to be a hard challenge. Um, but, you know, I, I trusted the coach and, you know, my team to, to help me out whenever I needed it. Um, you know, especially trying to get around them is the definitely the most difficult part of it. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I did the, my job to the best of my ability. Um, you know, I got my coach and everybody else. Thank for that. What is playing an, an, a difficult non-conference schedule like that, Alabama, Purdue, uh, including with other other games. How does that help you guys prepare for what's ahead with conference play? I think it's going to give us – I think it's it's definitely going to help us prepare a lot. I mean, you know, although some of the games aren't how, you know, the outcome isn't what we wanted, I think that um, in terms of the learning experience and just, you know, playing 
you know, those types of games, you know, at that level, I think is definitely going to help us going into the conference to, you know, keep at that level and keep at that level of play. Um, I think a lot of the guys on the team are gaining um, a lot of confidence right now, especially playing against that type of talent and, and, and still performing. So I think we'll be good for sure. I think it's definitely it's, it's definitely helped us immensely, um, regardless of the, you know, the wins or the losses. I just asked Ryan this a few minutes ago um, when we were talking about conference play. I'd be interested to get your perspective on it. What changes when you get into conference play? Because, again, the the prep work, the pre- preparation for individual games, that's going to be the same generally speaking. But there is something a little different about conference play. How would you describe about what's different once you get into conference play? I think it's just everybody's more focused. You know, everybody's more locked in. Um, because of, you know, how how little time you get in between games and, you know, the fact that these games matter more than any other game that's had, you know, that's that we played before. I think, you know, a lot of the guys, um, especially like, you know, last year were, were completely, you know, locked in and, you know, that doesn't that's not going to change at all this year. I think, you know, once, you know, conference plus we start our first conference game, I mean, it's just going to be, you know, the rest going to be history. I think um, you know, everybody's going to be completely locked in from start to finish for sure. But um, yeah, the atmosphere is definitely different. Are you guys able to use this kind of as a reset? I mean, new year conference play, all that kind of stuff, because before the season, if, if we were to tell you guys, Hey, when you get the conference play, you'll be four and nine. I would guess that you guys probably wouldn't be super excited about that record, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that doesn't, the record, yes, it matters, but it doesn't at the same time. Um, until you until you get into conference play. So is this kind of a reset for you guys? And what's the mindset going on right now for the team? I mean, yeah, I, you know, I think of it as a reset, but also it's just kind of like, I think the mindset right now is just that now's the time to really, you know, excel. Now's the time to really, you know, play and, you know, um, and to really be locked in because, um, you know, these are the games that that really matter when it comes to, um, you know, the overall record in the season, you know, and you know, our, our coach, he believes in us despite the record, despite what, you know, everybody's saying about us now. I mean, I think, you know, he's, I've never seen them, you know, <laughs> have more faith in us than, than right now. So, I mean, it's definitely, it definitely gives a lot of guys on the team, um, you know, it, it definitely inspires them for sure um, that our coach isn't going to just, you know, give up and, you know, quit on us. And I mean, I'm definitely not going to quit on him. So yeah. Ryan, what you got for, for big goes? Uh Speaking of AW, since I love y'all's uh, coach real well, uh, what's your favorite AW quote? <laughs> favorite AW quote. Um, and there's a lot. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot. Uh, I'd have to think about it. I had to think about it. I can't, yeah, I definitely have to think about it for sure. This it is a family a family friendly episode, so you can't uh, maybe not be able to completely quote. You know, <laughs> made up. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to take me a little while, but I'll get back to you on that one. While you're thinking on that, um, your relationship with with coach. I mean, um, you know, you came in as as a transfer. I'm sure he had talked to you when you were in the recruiting process at a high school and things like that, um, but. Uh, it seems like you you and coach have a really really good relationship and a pretty close bond um how how have you guys been able to build that relationship since you've been here well honestly the relationship started back when i was um kind of a when i was going out of high school and into college um you know and they were uh, recruiting me and stuff and um you know back then i was you know, we were more just like acquaintances. It was more like a coach recruit type um, relationship. But I, I did, you know, I, I really liked his vibe, and I liked how he um, liked to predict the future and you know what was uh, what was going to happen and what we were going to do for you. I really liked that. Um, but after I, you know, went to WKU, we kind of lost contact a little bit. But he always kept up with it. what I noticed is he always kept up with my mom and you know my people and stuff. So you know that. That definitely, um, that definitely, you know, meant something to me um, back then. So after, you know, I transferred and I went to EKU, the, the relationship only got better. I mean, you know, I, I, no matter 
what day I was having, good or bad. I don't think he ever gave up on me in any type of way or ever, you know, just kind of stopped trying to coach me, stopped trying to teach me, even though, you know, I was I had been playing for so many years. So, I mean, he was definitely taking a chance for sure. But um, that's that's I think that's why our relationship's so, so good, because, um, you know, it's, it, it was really based around faith at the beginning. And it just kind of um, it just kind of worked out in the end. I was talking with him this summer and he he just he kept going back to that postseason tournament last year. And he talks about how, man, you're just what the team was able to see you were capable of in that was a CBI tournament last year. And the confidence that that you were just showing now as a result of that. I mean, you were putting up, what, 20, 30 points a game, something like that in that tournament. Um, is that something you envision wanting to do as being that part of your contribution to the team? Or is that something that maybe even kind of took you by a little bit of surprise as well? I mean, I, I always wanted to to do that. I mean, you know, even sitting on the bench at Western, I've I always wanted to. Uh, I always wanted to be like, you know, that that guy again. You know, to to score and stuff. But I also knew, like, you know, in terms of my team, I also knew I had to I had to produce in other ways, like on the defensive end and and stuff like that. So I mean. Definitely um, in the CBI, but then it definitely did kind of it was kind of surprising that I was, you know, it, not surprising to me because I always knew I could I could do it. But just kind of surprising that it happened at that time in the CBI when we were in the tournament um, that I was, you know, um, getting getting so many points and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely um, I definitely definitely really knew I could do it. Uh, you talked about the contributions on the other side of the court, 57 blocks on the season um, so far this year. And, you know, everybody everybody comes in and goes, oh, Big Coast. I mean, that's that's part of your nickname, Big Coast. Um, and, yeah, yeah you're, you're a big dude. I'm not saying you're not. But it's not like you're Zach Eady. It's not like you're seven foot, you know, four or anything like that as well. I wish. <laughs> yeah, right? But you got good length to you and everything like that. Tell it. Talk to me about the art of blocking shots because there's more to it than just sticking your hand up in the air. Yeah, I you know I, I get that question a lot. You know, like how, especially at like my size, like how you know I block so many shots and stuff. And I mean, I've always you know been a shot. But I always I always feel it feels like a cop out because I always tell people like it's I've just kind of been naturally good at at timing and 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 having a really long wingspan and stuff to help me with with blocking shots so you know it always i always kind of feel bad saying well you know it's just something that i'm just good at <laughs> but um no i mean there's there's a lot of timing to it you know i mean there's there's plenty of times that i've you know uh, i've missed time blocks and it just you know laid me or just you know went to the basket and scored and stuff and there's plenty of other times where I, you know, I timed it up right and, and, and still got the blocks. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not all about like athleticism and stuff. Like people say, where you just jump up and swat it. There's, there's a little bit more to it. Ryan, you're, you know, you're on the defensive line and you're trying to pat down some passes as well. Get some blocks down there on the D line as well. Um, it's probably similar, right? You've had to work on your timing aspect of all that and leverage and different things, right? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot of a lot to do with timing and anticipation and uh, just getting a good read on it. But uh, he's much better than I am. <laughs> Even though I will say, in friendship Christian uh, middle school, we ran a two three zone. All I did was block shots. That was it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I do have to ask about uh, one individual performance game you had a while ago. Speaking of your blocks, when did you realize you would have a triple double? With that, that's a funny story because I actually I, I didn't realize uh, in game I wasn't even trying to trying to shoot for it. Uh, in fact, I didn't even know until um, like after the interviews and stuff that that was the first triple double in like EKU history. So I was, I mean, I was I was floored. I was like, dang, <laughs> I didn't. Out of all people, I didn't think I was the, the last person on my list to to get a triple double. Uh, but uh, that was that was that was definitely a good feeling for sure. I mean, I knew I had a lot of blocks that game for sure, but I didn't know I had a a full on triple double. And is there is there typically someone who will kind of keep guys informed of stats, or is that does that not happen in games? Oh, uh, you know, we got to ask. I mean, there is there's definitely there's there's a couple people that are that are definitely keep keep track of stats. Sometimes I do 
catch myself asking, but I usually, I usually like to, you know, just kind of play the game and not worry about all that. Yeah. I've got a kid on my team right now that'll come over in the middle of a game and be like, coach, coach, I, I think I got like four steals, man. Like, Good. Go, go get another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I know, I know that it's uh, there's so much going on during your guys's games, and I was curious about that kind of that that go. Talk to me about your team. Um, all right, so you got a lot of guys that came back this year, of course, um, and and like I said, the record isn't what you guys want it to be, but there's definitely signs that it can be something still really, really special as you get into conference play. Let's start with the old guys and Michael Moreno. Um, you know, Mike's been around. And uh, he's he set a three point record this year for EKU as well. Um, you know, talked about the steadiness that Mike brings to the team. Oh yeah, Mike. Mike's a good guy, man. Um, yeah, he definitely brings a lot of steady. Ever since, honestly, I think he's taken he's taken up that leader role more now. Ever since um, uh, Cooper Rob left, I feel like he's kind of filled in that 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 gap. That, that Cooper Rob, you know, kind of left, at least in terms of like speaking up and, you know, making sure everybody's flowing right and, you know, how the team's going and stuff and, you know, what plays, ask them what plays to run in and make sure everybody understands stuff. So, you know, I think I have, I have zero worries about Mike going in the conference, just absolutely zero. I think, you know, he's, you know, he's going, he's going to flourish for sure. Um, especially now that, you know, we have, um, we're kind of the underdogs officially now. So I think he's definitely going to take that to heart and, and go to work. And you got Tay Tay who's out there. He just does his thing <laughs> every single game. He's, yeah. he's kind of a, a stat filler to some degree as well. And uh, and he's out there just, just balling out um, always. Uh, but he seems maybe a little bit more of a quieter guy um, versus vocal. Is that true? He can be quiet. But in, in, in practice, not nah, like <laughs> he's definitely vocal in practice, 100 um, percent. But, yeah, he's definitely more on the quieter side like I am. But, um, you know, he's yeah, he's he, it shows in his game because he can get a, a quiet 20 almost every night and you would never know about it. So yeah. it's you know, it's insane. You know, he's he's an amazing player. You know, I think, <laughs> again, he's going to absolutely zero worries about him in conference that. Uh, um, I'm comforted uh, at the fact that he's, you know, he he plays the three um, this year because he just goes down to the post and just, just bodies up and and shoots a little jumper and makes it. And I don't have to worry about getting the rebound or anything. This is just run down the opposite floor, so it'll be good. Yeah, his uh, shooting percentage is pretty solid uh, for sure. Um, then you got Leland and Tayshawn. Um, these guys just bring attitude, energy, swag um all that good stuff to the team as well and uh it seems like them being together just adds to the the fun <laughs> that, that, that could that could be had on that team how much growth have you seen from from those guys you could throw in turner in that group uh as well i mean uh just having having these young guys now having a full year under their belt oh a lot i mean you know uh, uh one of the smartest moves coach made was uh having um t don leland guard each other um, in practice every day, you know, they just make each other better. They go at each other. They talk trash constantly to each other in practice. And I mean, it, it just, it, it excels both of their games, you know, it takes both of their games to another level. So, you know, and, and, and Turner's made leaps and strides from, from last year too. Um, especially, you know, his three is always going to be there <laughs> obviously, but, um, you know, just in terms of like being a playmaker passer, you know, driver on the college level, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to see his, uh, his growth. So, I mean, our guards are, you know, our guards are definitely won't bring it um, come conference time as well. Yeah. And, and we're not going to talk about all the players on the team and someone might be mad about that, but I mean, you got John and you got DJ and you got <laughs> Colin, all these guys, but the last guy I want to talk about is Myron, um, or, or excuse me, Montavious, um, because late in the summer, we got the news that DK was not going to come back. I uh, had an opportunity to to make some money and and uh, and probably wisely took that opportunity, but it kind of put a, a a little hit on the depth as at Bigs, and uh, Montavious comes in and and he's been filling that role. It seems like pretty decent. How do you feel about the depth of the of the big guys for the team going into conference? Yeah, I mean, 
I have all respect to Mont uh Mont because he's um he had a really big job, especially, you know, coming in um like right at the end of uh the summer session. So, you know, not after you know, all of the guys have spent around like two months with each other at this time and Mont comes in not even having spent a day with us and having to catch up very fast, you know, rapidly. But I think he's done, you know, an excellent job catching up and stuff. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, it's it's definitely it, it's excited to see I'm excited to see his improvement. And um, you know, I think he he definitely uh, he had the hardest job out of anybody on the team trying to trying to catch up and trying to trying to fill in that 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 role as well as a big and also stepping because he's I thought he was used to playing the four and stepping up and trying and playing the five was also a challenge. So, I mean, he he took that all in stride and, um, you know, I think he's better for it for sure. All right, Ryan, what else you got for Isaiah? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Uh, going to your uh, your dad's church and, uh, and having your dad come talk to us every now and then, I have to ask how how much how much has he helped you in your process? Because he's he's helped me many times just with his many lessons he comes and delivers to the football team. So yep. how has he helped in your life? My dad is my biggest supporter. Um, I know, and I'm I'm just lucky that that he is because I can't, I, you know, a lot of people can't say that, you know, about their dads, unfortunately, but I'm just lucky that he, you know, <laughs> that he, uh, that he was, you know, not only just around, but also just kind of, you know, supporting me no matter, you know, where I went or what I decided. Um, he said, if I turned out to be a soccer player, he would have been right there on the field. Uh, thankfully I didn't, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but, uh, but no, he was, he, uh, he's, he's been a huge support um, and stuff just, just throughout, throughout all the years that I've been playing, you know, I, uh, thank you's not enough. I, you know, I, I don't know where I'd be without the guy. Coz, last thing I've got for you, um, with you being a veteran player and things like that, the transfer portal is so prevalent and things like that. You've experienced it coming, coming to EKU. What advice do you give or do you give advice to guys, you know, at the end of last season who were considering what they were going to do? Did you have any advice to share or wisdom that you can share with, with guys that trying to figure out what's best for them? You know, Ryan says it, Ryan's dad is prevalent all over Twitter saying it, play where they love you. Um, those kinds of things. Um, but with your experience in the, you know, making the transfer, did you have any advice for the guys that decided to come back ultimately this year? Yeah. I mean, you know, at least for, is, are you asking me like what, what my advice is for, you know, people transferring or just, yeah, just generally. Yeah. Just generally. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'd say main thing is like at the end of the day, it's your decision. You know, nobody can change that except you. There are people that can convince you. There are people that can talk to you about it. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's transferring. I just say, just, you know, go with your heart, go with, you know, the place that makes you, that you know will make you, you know, the best player you can be, or at least go somewhere that makes you happy. You know, I'm, you know, I stuck it out for, for three years at Western and, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out. So, you know, coming here, I just, I knew, especially with the vibe of coach and, you know, the coaching staff and all the players he was bringing in, I knew it was going to be, you know, the kind of right fit for me, you know, even though there was a lot of uncertainty, I knew like, you know, in my heart that, that I was going to be able to at least have a chance here. So, I mean, you know, that's my advice is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, you, you always got to remember that it's, it's, it's your decision to make. I love it, man. Uh, have you, have you been able to think of any A-dub quotes and in, in, during the conversation? It's, it's going blank. I, All right, we'll, we'll come, I we'll come back to it another time. Yeah. I'm definitely uh, but, not doing it to avoid running. That's, that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Uh, A-dub says he listens to the show, but I know he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Coz, we appreciate you coming on and taking time for us today. Uh, conference play starts on Thursday. Lipscomb is in town. I believe it's Lipscomb, right? Um, yep. In town on Thursday. And uh, looking forward to conference play getting started and you guys being able to um, get back on track uh, now as well. And uh, congrats on your success. Um, and congrats on the success that is to come. And good luck the rest of the way as well. But, uh, Isaiah, we really do appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. That's Isaiah Cozart from EKU Men's Hoops. And uh, we're going to conclude the show here in one minute. But first, 
A quick word from IPM Piston Terminal. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Piston Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Piston Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Piston Termite today at myipm.com that's myipm.com all right welcome back into the local hour from the sports dope podcast uh what a fun conversation with isaiah we've had him on the show a couple times um since he's been at eku and i think that was that was a lot of fun uh great great conversation with Coz, and appreciate his sincerity and honesty along the way um as well um, so here's what we got coming up down the road here from the local hour. Um, we'll cover basketball, of course, all the way through the basketball season. We'll continue to try to get some of the ladies on and talk about that. Uh, but baseball season's right around the corner. First baseball game is February the 16th. Uh, so in the coming weeks, we're going to be doing some baseball previews, um, similar to what we did in football. Uh, the plan at least is to do some positional previews, kind of infield, outfield, pitching, things like that. Have some of the coaching staff on, of course, coach pro is always a lot of fun to have on the program. So um, we're going to get some guys on the program. We'll be previewing baseball in the next couple of weeks, as well as keeping you up to date on basketball and any football news that comes down the pipeline. Uh, we will be here to share it with you as well. Uh, Ryan, any closing thoughts on this episode before we head out? Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Hope y'all set good uh, resolutions and stick to them. Yes, now that's the that's the part right there. Stick to them. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Ryan? Uh, just to be better. Just to be better. <laughs> that's a solid New one. Year's saying me just just be better. Yeah, yeah. I for me, it's kind of the same thing. I kind of refocused on some things. Um, I think probably to be a little bit more um, intentional on some things um, is is big for me. And uh, you know, we we're getting ready to enter into our second half of our basketball season. Um, as well, and we've had a rough first half, and and so we're kind of just getting refocused and uh, just trying to be more intentional on some things as well. So that'll be good. But I'm looking forward to what's ahead. Uh, just to let everybody know, starting January the 14th, um, every Sunday at 8 p.m., I'll have the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We'll be doing rankings and all that kind of stuff, MLB news, all that kind of stuff. Every Sunday night at 8 o'clock, I'm right here on the Sports Stove YouTube channel. You can also catch it on the Belly Up Sports YouTube uh, page as well, or Belly Up Fantasy Sports Facebook page. And then uh, Wednesday night, me and my dad talk sports every Wednesday night. And then the local hour will continue um, uh, as we get through. It depends, uh, time frames and everything. But uh, as of right now, it's still every Monday night. But we'll keep you posted on that on, on uh, social media as well. And you can follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little like, you know, maybe a subscribe if you're not subscribed. Uh, a little comment uh, helps just the algorithm kind of boost it up a little bit. So anything you can do uh, to help us out, we would surely appreciate it. A big thanks to Righteous Felon Jerky, IPM Pest and Termite, All Around Roofing. Also to Isaiah Cozart and to uh, KB for helping us get that set up also. And of course, always to Ryan Jackson uh, coming to us all the way from Tennessee. Uh, tonight uh, and looking forward to having him back in town soon because I still haven't mailed his jerky to him. It's still in my room. Uh, but uh, if you're back in town, I'll, I might bring it with me to basketball practice tomorrow. I'll be close to you, uh, but uh, we'll figure Well, I get it to you. I still haven't eaten it. That's what's important. I have not eaten the jerky that I promised Ryan. Um, so, so we'll get it to you nonetheless. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the night's edition of the sports stove local hour until next time. We'll see you around the sports stove.